Okay, here we go. Perakhov, Vayishek Esatzon. So, Moshe Rabbeinu gave to drink to the sheep. Vidarshu. Tzonu no. Lonamar. This is the girls are describing to their father, to Ruel, what Moshe Rabbeinu did. So it says, Vayishek Esatzon, and he watered the sheep. So Nenu Lonemar, it doesn't say he watered our sheep. Yeah? Why does it say general he watered the sheep? Loimar, Shehishka Koltzon, because he watered all sheep. It wasn't exclusive to the sheep of Ruel and his daughters. He watered all sheep. Aidei Brecha, Shalo Hamaim Likroso. Aidei Brocha, So, through the Brocha, that the waters came up to meet Moshe Rabbeinu. So, he caused water to come out. And therefore, all sheep around in the area were able to drink. It's not that he gave individually to this sheep and to that sheep, but that he caused water to be available for all sheep. Lefika Ghamar, Lama Ze'azavtam, Azavtan, Esaish, why did you leave this man behind? Hikirbosh, who, Mezer Shal Yaakov, Shabair Mizborich Bishvilo. Since the well was blessed for Moshe Rabbeinu, he understood that he must be from the Zer of Yaakov. Vizemivne, now the moral explains. Vizemivne, Ki Yaakov haya Mizborich Bibrochazu Mashalonemor Bishar Haavos. Yaakov Inu had this special bracha. Why does it say that he's from the Zerah of Yaakov? You say, often says that he's from the Zerah of Avraham, right? Why Davka Yaakov? Because by Yaakov it says, Mi, Mikael Avicha Yaazreka Ves Shakai Varkecha Brochus Shamayim Me'al Brochus Tahom Rovetus Tachas. So this is the Brocha that Yaakov Avinu is, is actually giving, but he says in there that from the God of your father. Who and then he goes on to say about blessing the the waters of the abyss. Vizosa bracha he birkas Yaakov v'kaksev acharav brachos avicha gavru al brachos horai. 
the, the blessings of your father have become greater than the blessings of my parents. So this is all the blessings that Yaakov is giving to Yosef, I believe. But the point is that you see that Yaakov is a person who has been, who has this, who, who has this unique association with this bracha. This davka, the bracha of Yaakov. What is this bracha that the the home which crouches underneath will be blessed? What does that mean? It means that it's going to come up to you. The water is going to come up. Um, there's a whole Gemara about this with David Amalekh, Gemara and Sukkah, about the waters of the abyss, how there's a few different Gersos there, not Gersos, but uh, in Ikadamri, alternative version of the story that Gemara brings. But um, David, while they were, either while they were uh, excavating the the um, pipes that would be leading the the Nusachim down below the Mizbeach, um, the abyss opened up, the, the seal that was keeping the abyss closed opened up, and the abyss went up, it was going to flood the whole world. So then, so then they sealed it, so then it was going to be too it was going to be too far down they made the water go all the way down so it was going to be too far down the whole world was going to dry up and so then the Melch said that it went up higher and higher and higher the point is the relationship between the water to the surface is complicated on the one hand, on the, one hand the water stands in, da- to da- in danger to flood the entire world Right there, there's enough water under there to flood the whole surface of the world. Like we say every morning, Rokahar Salamaim. Hashem spreads the earth over the water. Means a pella that usually, how does it work? Usually, earth is heavier than water, right? So if you imagine Mars or some other planet, even if they do find water in it, so what's it going to look like? So if there's water, if you have a flat rock of a planet, and then let's say, for whatever reason, the atmosphere begins begins generating water, you have the right um, environment to make water, right? So what's going to happen? So then the water is going to be sitting on top of the earth, right? So you're going to have a crust of water going all the way around, and it's going to cover the face of the entire planet. Right? Does that make sense? Okay. So it sounds like we have one of two very difficult options. Either we have a planet with no water, or we have a planet that's covered in water. But neither one of those two is sufficient for human existence. 
Yeah? So, Hashem does this unbelievable thing that we make a bracha on every morning. Rokahar, it's alamayim. Where there's tons of water, but then Hashem makes, made these tectonic plates or whatever they're called, where they're drifting above the water, and the water has channels where it comes up and irrigates the land. Can you believe it? An actual irrigation system. It blows your mind, no? Hashem made it. There's water underneath. Land on top, and little little thin channels, pipes, to carry this pressurized water up to the surface. Just enough to water the surface, not too much to flood it. Right, those are natural springs, as well as uh, wells. When we tap a well, that's what we're getting, we're, we're tapping into. And that's how Hashem waters the water, waters the the world. Another one, it's kedai to make a bracha every morning. That, that's that's how unbelievable it is. So why is it? I'm just curious. Just, is it not, maybe it has nothing to do with Torah, but why is it fresh water as opposed to salt water? Because the because all those rocks and everything filters that water to be absolutely clean. There's nothing, anything, any sediment that would be in it is deposited in all the rocks along the way. So it's a filtration system as well. That's pretty cool. That's an understatement of the century. Not 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 only is there an irrigation system, there's a filtration, a, fil- a filtered irrigation system. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the. The, the, the absurdity of you know they're looking for a planet that would be suitable for human habitat it's the absurdity of it is beyond anything the the amount of meaning this is literally a handcrafted planet with all the wisdom and the kindness that you could imagine and That that should happen by accident. Is anyway, okay, so here we go. So that's the bracha of the Tahom, is that it should come up, the water should come up and irrigate the land. Ubemus, Kasher Nizbarech Yaakov, the bracha. This is a Pasuk. I'm not sure how to pronounce this word. Taivus Givos Olam. It means until the ends of the world. Mizosa Bracha Hatahom Ola Omizgaber Lamala. So the waters of the abyss go up. They become stronger, and then they go up. I mean, that's the pressurization, right? It's pressurized enough that it can come up and irrigate the land. Kemosha Amar, Birka Shamaim, Me'al, Brochas Tahom, Rovetsas Tachas, Vibrochas Moral Hanutzchi. And this blessing indicates that there is a Eternality here. She'ain avdun lezer Yaakov. 
There's not going to be any end, there's not going to be a stop to the descent of Yaakov. We're connected to a bracha that doesn't stop. So Yusra recognizes, Why Davka is Yusra getting so excited about the fact that the water rose from Moshe Rabbeinu? Maybe you should get excited about how strong he is, that he saved the girls. Okay, so just just a quick, what's, what's this business of not being mafsik? So we know the Gemara says, that Malachim are coronated on, uh, on, um, next to a stream. The, the Gemara learns from this that uh, Simona Havi Milsa, where is that? It's in the uh, famous Gemara that we use for Shana. Blinking. Talmud? Okay. Yeah, so Simona Havimilsa is that you want to Davka coordinate a king by a stream because just like a stream doesn't stop, I meaning it's not just that I have a, a lake that has a lot of water, but once it gets used up, it's gone. No, it's always flowing, always coming, always giving more and more and more, so it's, so it's without end. That's why a king is coordinated on, uh, on a Mayan, on a water spring. So, the fact that Yaakov Avinu, why does Yaakov deserve the bracha of the waters of the abyss coming up for him. Why Davka Yaakov? Yaakov is the one that represents, Maral says this many times, that you have Avram Avinu on the left, you have Yitzhak Avinu, uh, Yaakov, ya- Avram Avinu on the right, Yitzhak Avinu on the left, and Yaakov Avinu is the Yosher, is the straight path. She'ein Low kitzvus. It has no. It has no edge. Meaning to say, the right. If I go a little bit too far in the right, I end up falling off. Who went a little bit too far to the right and fell off? Anybody? Yishmoel. Very good. Right. Who went a little bit? Too far to the left and fell off. Asaf, right? Okay. Whereas Yaakov Avinu, that he's that he's straight, that he's the middle path, that he's Yosher, right? Yishurun, so Titan Emes like Yaakov, etc. Right? So there's no such thing as a little bit too much straight. Right, a, a, a little bit too much truth. The, 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 that doesn't lead to Misa. 
doesn't lead to death. That's why mitoso shlema. Because he has no, uh, his zera has no end. There, there is no going off. Yisrael, if you mumer, Yisrael, who even Yisrael goes and does the worst things possible, he still remains being a, a Yisrael. So the point is that Yisrael recognized that. Because the waters came up from Moshe Rabbeinu, the waters were flowing from Moshe Rabbeinu, obviously similar to the bracha that Yaakov gave to Paro, that whenever Paro would come out, the, the Nile would rise up to meet him, So that's that's uh, meaning the the shaykhs that Paro had with Yaakov, he gained he, this bracha as well, right? So Yaakov represents this concept, and that's what Moshe Rabbeinu had. So Yisro recognized that he wants his zera to be connected to that. Okay, any questions? Yeah, maybe a technical question, but I don't understand the structure of the verse Hashem here. Meaning, we started off Pericles with, here are the actions of Moshe. He doesn't do anything randomly. Therefore, we need to explain why he chose to do each of these actions. I, the women, were, you know, potentially uh, this, that, whatever. Now we said he, uh, the the Maharal Darsh is Medayik, that he's, uh, he brings water to all of the zone, not just Tzipora's, uh, um, but he goes on this weird tangent about what Yisro thinks, not the reason that Moshe did that. I don't know if you hear my question, but it doesn't seem parallel. Mm-hmm. It seems like he changes the perspective in a way that we wouldn't expect the Gavar Hashem to do. Um, let me ask you guys a question. Um, if we back up to the beginning of this paragraph, Vayishek Vidarshu. Question number one: Does anyone in any of the editions that you have out there, do you have the source for where this drasha is happening? Shemos Aleph. Okay. Ari Azra, that's what you, you would. That's a, I mean, it's, a, it's an abbreviation. That's what you would think it is. Yeah, it's Aleph and then Lama Base. Aleph yeah. Lama Base, okay. Yeah, now right. next. Um, is there any indication for how far this... Where does this Midrash end and the Maral begin speaking? As I'm getting to your question. I, I know you're doing, I, I don't have the answer to the Midrash, but I'm sure you are. 
for sure by the time he says Upa MS can't be the Midrash, right? Is that what you're asking? Um, yeah, I'm wondering if Lefikach, Amar, Lama Ze Azavtem, I'd like to know if those words are... Here, one second, I got it. I pulled up oh, the yeah. I pulled up the Midrash, one second. Yeah, so so morale is trying to link up the so, so uh, first of all the the midrash is telling us that the waters rose up for for all the sheep, and then Yisro says, "Why did you leave him? Don't you see from this that he's from the Zer of Yaakov? Why why is Yisro?" so interested in this particular simon. Once he, he sees that the water is coming up, oh, he's from the Zer of Yaakov, we should bring him into the house. Yeah? I mean, until now, it wasn't enough. and, and uh, but, but now that he understands he from the Zer of Yaakov, now he really wants him in the house. Ezra, you hear that? Yeah. So, Maral's answering because this has to do with something that Yisro's daughters are going to directly get. Meaning, when a person is marrying off his child, he wants he wants he wants something for the zera, for the offspring, right? For the for the future generation. Yeah, I guess my point is that it should have been from Moshe's perspective, not Yisro's. It should have been that Moshe wanted Davka, a wife who would recognize the simon of Yaakov. That's how every other like exposition of a Pasuk has gone in Perakites and Perakhuf. Like, why, what, what necessitated... Why are we switching, why are we switching perspectives to, to Yisro as opposed to Moshe? Yeah, I don't have to waste everybody's time with this, but it, ah. just, it felt incongruous. Let, let, let me let me just clarify one point over here, okay? And this I, this may help. Now, of course, on some level, there still has to be a flow, but on just step number one to understand, we've entered into a new part of the Gvur Hashem, where morale is going through literally, pasuk by pasuk, um, helping us understand, helping darshan every pasuk, helping us understand what's happening in the psukim. So, I mean, unlike before, where the prokim were organized by the morale, meaning he would want to explain the idea. Why were Kalal Cyril enslaved in Mitzrayim? So then he would bring from over there and from over there and, you know, psukim from Dvarim and whatever it may be, right? It doesn't make a difference. He was out to explain a concept. 
now it will feel a little bit more choppy. He's going, he's, he's going through verse by verse, explaining what the, explaining just what the words are saying. Now, of course, we expect the Torah also to have a certain level of uh, continuity and flow, meaning the Torah is not just jumping around um, haphazardly, right? But the Torah may have a number of different agendas that it's out to do, right? So it's not the morale or organizing the psukim over here. Morale is going lefi the seder of the chumash. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. So, so over here, the next pasuk was about Yisro. Now we change, meaning before it was about Moshe Rabbeinu getting up. Now the pasuk is Yisro wanting the shidduch. Now we're still talking about sh- the shidduch of Tzipor and Moshe Rabbeinu. We're still talking about Yisro, who was a Ruel, that he was a companion to the Shechina, right, etc., etc. So now we're seeing... What Yisro saw in Moshe Rabbeinu that he wanted him for Chassan. Okay. V'yesh l'rabuseinu z'alba midrish. B'milas. Oh, so now... Can I ask one question? Before we sure. Get I'm sorry if it's going to waste every time. Can we just go, go over why is it that it's Davka Yaakov as being the Yosher one, as opposed to Abraham who's too much to the right, Yitzchak who's too much to the left. We're saying that that... How does it correspond to this dynamic of infinite wellspringness? And also, why does it why does it matter for shidduch? Meaning, are we saying that water has no gavulim? Gavulos? No. Um, the, put it like this. Um, If if Avraham Avinu would be represented by an ocean, and Yitzhak Avinu would be represented by a you know, a desert, yeah. So Yaakov Avinu is represented by a wellspring, where the spring is the there's a there's a certain amount of there's a limited amount of water, but it just, but it keeps on going. It doesn't stop. It's not that you have this endless amount of water where you could drown. It's not that there's no water, and that you're gonna potentially die of thirst. But it's that there is a little bit of water, but it's always coming. Yeah, a wellspring represents. Continuity. It's not that it's a tremendous, it's a huge amount of water, but it's a connection between the two. It's the there's a relationship that I've established between the water and the dry land that works. That is not destructive in either direction. It's a symbiosis. It's a tiferes coming together of parts <coughs> where you know the the fire and the water can work together 
right? Just like with a pot, I take a pot, I pour water inside of it, I put the fire underneath it. There's a, there's a dynamic, there's a system that can make it work, that can have a continuity to it. The water's not going to put out the fire, fire's not going to put out the water. They're going to work together, right? That's a wellspring. A wellspring is, I'm going to water the ground. You're going to have earth, which is watered. You don't have dried up earth. You don't have drowned just a bunch of water. Yeah? You have earth which is well irrigated. It's a perfect it's a perfect balance. It's a balance it's a balance of the two. Yeah. That, that's what's represented by a, a a wellspring. And so that that's why Yaakov and Moshe, as, as a descendant of Yaakov, has this power or this connection or this Kesher with the wellsprings with which he interacts. Yep. That's good for Shidduch because... Because this type of a system has continuity. Any other system... Can potentially will at some point, when taken to its to, to its logical conclusion, will lead to a destruction in one way or another. I mean, if I tell you, let's start, you know, pouring down the water, right? Let's put you pour it down. So okay, so if I just if I just go single-minded and I just go there, I'm going to flood the world. I said, no, 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 we we need to land. Keep the water. Just land. If I take that single-minded all the way to the extreme, I'm going to end up. You know, on uh, on Mars, the red planet, right? Um, what what's the, what's the story with Venus? Is there any water on Venus? Does anybody know? I think it's just gas. I don't think there's any land in which to put the water on. What the entire thing is gas? There's no Earth. There's no solid. It's not a planet. So. It's just a cloud of gas. It is a planet, but it's, yeah, it's made entirely of gas as opposed to of solids. The no. entire planet of Venus is made out of gas? Wow. Well, okay. Now I feel wrong, but I thought so. Oh, I know. I'm not, I'm not a big mumkin in these things. I, I, you just surprised me, that's all. Um, do, you, do you mind to follow up on that and, and uh, just let me know? But the point is, I'm looking for two extremes, Mars and Venus, right? They're usually used as two extreme opposites, right? You have one that's just solid, dry rock, and then you have another one which hopefully would be a very wet, I guess I guess would be very wet, right? A very wet, just water-covered thing where there's nowhere to live, and the balance of the two is earth, which is well-irrigated land, okay? And that's that's continuity, that's what, uh, that's what Zara, that's, that's what you want from your Zara. Zara is continuity. Zara... Again, it's important. Zera is continuity. Zera is my continuity. So, the most basic thing that I want from my Zera is that it, sh- that it should be Mamshech. Meaning, w- what the Zera doing is it's a Hamshech of me, right? So, the most direct way, the most basic thing is Zera Kayama. Right? Is seed that keeps on seeding. You think just in like a physical sense, not necessarily in I'm passing on the attributes of my forefathers down the road. 
That's, that's also continuity, but we're saying this is a more basic sort of thing. Or, or all of them together. I'm not sure what, you, what you're saying. Is, is Yisrael being mocker in Moshe? This, this dynamic continuity because he wants, like physically, he wants descendants Ar until the end of the world, or because he wants descendants who will carry on the traditions of Yisrael throughout the ends of the world, throughout, throughout the end, until the end of time. I'm saying, I'm saying, even on a very rock basic biological level, what Zera is, is the Hemshech of the organism. Let's talk about a, a you know, whatever it may be, a, a plant, right? What the Zera is, is a, is a continuation. The, the thing shouldn't die. Everything in this world dies. Right? The way that it doesn't die is through Zera. Zera is what gives it Hemshech. So, the, the most basic requirement in Zera, the most, the most fundamental thing to look for in Zera is that it should be, is that it shouldn't be Nisik. Does that make sense? In a human being, that would be what? In Nisik? Well, either in a, in a biological level, let's say if someone suffered from infertility, then, you know, then that would not be, then they would not be, or alternatively, the, let's say, all the offspring died for some reason, right? And obviously, in a more spiritual way, if, if there was not a faithful continuation of, you know, of what the father represented. Right? So, that would not be, that would not be called uh, that there's a an uninterrupted con- continuity to the zero. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, do we want to start the next paragraph? Ezra, what's your time uh, frame? You you have another few minutes? Ten minutes. Okay. Noah, what you you have a few minutes more? Okay. Yeah, v- until ten. Perfect. Bimidrish Bimilus Vayo. So Yisro, when he um, understands what happened over here, so he says Vayomer El Benosov Vayo, which simple translation is basically where is he? Yeah, that, that's uh, it's an unusual word, but so Chazal darshan this word. Lama so That's the pasuk. Why did you ban? Why did you leave this man? Amar lahem shema me also zera sheamar ayesara. Ishtacha, meaning the the angels asked Avram Avinu, "Where is Sarah, your wife?" Shekol haolam mizbarich bishvil also zera. So again, an allusion to the the fact that Moshe 
is from the descent from such a Hashva lineage. Now talking referring referencing Saraimenu uh, or Avram Avinu. Yeah. Um Berubaze Kimasha Amar Ayo the Yisro saying that word Kloimar Ish Keze Shamarta Malavkach this man that you said about him these unbelievable things that he saved you and that the water came up for him. Morashahu Ish Tsanua Bidrachov This indicates to me that he is a Tsanua person. He's mad he's a modest person. Shaharei, also tovali, v'lobor imochem elai. He didn't come to me and say, "Hey, do you hear what I did for your, for you, for your daughters, for your sheep? Give me some reward, right? Says, Look at me." And he just saved them, did all this, and then you turned around and walked away, right? He didn't like stick around and wait for all the you know, newspaper reporters to arrive on the scene, right? Vanit Sarech Lishoolav Eo. So, and Adaraba, now I have to go looking for him instead of somebody coming and saying, hey, you know, I did this for you, uh, recognize that. No, he's he's not looking for recognition. He did the right thing and then he just, you know, melted back into the crowd. Right? And now I have to go searching for him. Vizahora al Snewsdrachov. So this indicates to me his humility, his modesty. Right? And just like Sarai Menu, she was the backbone of the entire house of Avramavinu, and yet nobody knew where she was. Right? Where is Sarah? Right? No, nobody could find where she is. She, she's hiding in the tent. She's spending her whole life supporting Avram Avinu, but nobody knows about her. He would run to me to tell me about all these wonderful things he did. I Sarah Ishtacha. Where is Sarah your wife? She's serving a whole grand course and she never bothers to come out of the kitchen to wave and take a bow and get a round of applause. Lehoros al Malosa Shihaisa Tsunua. Ubishvil Kah Haisa Rauya Liban. Shal yado kol ha'olam mizbarach. That's why Sarah got Yitzchak. The fact that he mentions right now that the whole world was blessed through him, um, I don't remember if he's going to go into it here, but generally speaking, Yitzchak Avinu represents the concept of bracha. Um... It appears in many places. Uh, the concept of bracha has to do with with din, with tzafon, 
Yitzhak Avinu planted a field and collected mea she'arim, a hundred times, hundredfold of what would have been expected. Yitzhak Avinu represents the concept of bracha. Um, Kiatznius, moral bracha. Ah, so here we go. Yeah. So Tznius, so, this, this, so he is addressing this point over here. What's Tznius? Tznius is that I'm hidden. Tznius is the sorry man is, is in the tent. Maral always quotes this Gemara. Gemara says, Harotza lahakim Yadrim. Someone who wants to become wise when davening, you should turn a little bit which way? Ezra? When you're diving, instead of... Right. Well, um, it kind of depends which way you're facing, but um, so you should turn a little bit towards the south, Yadrim. So it you, you're right that it's right because we live in the west, right? I'm just, I'm just pointing out that when you live in the west, so you're diving to the east, yeah? So then if you turn a little bit to the right, so, so that that's going to be... That's gonna be that you're going to be towards the towards the Durham, towards the south. South is the is the place where the Chachma is. Yeah, the Harotza Leheshir. You want to become rich? What should you do? Yatspin. Turn a little bit to the to the north. Turn a little bit to the Tzafon. Tzafon comes from the language of Tzafun, hidden. Right. So, bracha comes from a hidden place, where it's a new place. We know the Gemara tells us the bracha does not reside over a matter that's been counted, a matter that the eye rules over it, right? It has to be something that's something that's hidden from the eye. Then, there's going to be a bracha on it, right? If I have a whole bunch of grain, I brought in a harvest of grain, if I weigh it out, measure it, that's it, it's begalu, it's revealed, I know exactly how many sacks I have, and that's it, it's gonna, it's limited to that, but if one doesn't measure it, and just takes from there little by little, little by little, if he's a person who is shy to brocha, he could keep on taking there and keep on taking from there and end up having a lot more than he would have otherwise because he has a bracha in that. Okay? So, that has to do with being hidden. So, kiatznius, moral a bracha. Okay, it's 10 o'clock. This is a bigger discussion. So, we'll use this as a hagdama. And then, um, next week we'll pick up with the explanation of the connection with Tznius and Brocha.